It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And she sat me down, and I could tell on the face she was breaking up. Hey, what's going on? I'm JC, and I'm fit. And I'm Jenna, and I guess that means I'm ish. Welcome to the Fittest <laughs> Podcast. Now, you've heard us on the radio before, but this is completely different. I know. You're going to get to see a much deeper, more intense and edgier side of both of us. Our ups, our downs, our hilarity, all that good stuff on the Fittest Podcast. Welcome to episode one. Oh, my gosh. It's happening. I finally convinced you to do something with me on the side. And it's got a cool name, the Fittest Podcast. Yeah, but you're fit, and I'm going to be ish. Yeah, Jenna's the ish. Yeah, and everything, right? Yeah, and I'm fit. You're so fit. Kind of. So we're going to have a podcast. I guess we're, we are now kind of officially husband and wife on the radio. We're a radio husband and wife for sure. But uh, here's the thing. If you're new to this podcast because you stumbled across it and you just like the name, uh, we'll introduce ourselves. This is Jenna Owens. Yes, I'm Jenna. I have been hosting a co-hosting a radio show with JC for the last what, 11 years now? Yeah. A lot of time's gone by. Big change. More on that in a minute, though. Yeah, exactly. And my co-host is JC. Yes, my name is JC. And yeah, I worked on, on this radio show. It's called the Kid Craddock Morning Show with Jenna. And we have two other co-hosts named Big Al and Kelly Raspberry. And uh, we decided, why not, you know, break away from the terrestrial radio and get on a podcast where we can curse? Yeah, I want to be edgy. Yeah. I could, I could say shit now. <laughs> That's probably your first time ever hearing us cuss if you heard us on the radio before. But No, I think people have seen my social media. Yeah, Jenna does get a little more edgy than I do. I got kids. That's the thing. So I'm, uh, I married my college sweetheart, Kinsey. So you'll probably hear about her and from her on this podcast quite a bit. I got a little boy named Kaysen who's eight years old. Yeah. And I got a little daughter named Chloe who's six years old. So based on that, you can tell my life is boring. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like you have a lot of stuff to vent about. And we like to think that maybe by doing this podcast that we'll be able to vent about our personal relationship 100%. a little more. <laughs> yes, yes. And uh, we are going to be talking about lifestyle and past experiences and maybe things that we haven't touched on on the radio. Yeah, and more depth. More in depth, yes, because now we only have to share the mic with one other person. I'm not going to tell my significant other I'm doing a podcast. Uh, Juan Snow doesn't know. We call Jenna's boyfriend Juan Snow on the show. I don't know what you want to call him on the podcast, but you didn't tell him we're doing a podcast? His name's Franny. We're going with Franny? His name's Franny. Look at all the intel you get on the podcast. Yeah, you're going to learn everything. We're going to get really, really serious. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about love. We're going to talk about sex. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about, you know, if you need help in the health department, exercising, yeah. dieting, um, business, business. Yeah. Cause Jenna, more on that again in a minute, <laughs> uh, and trauma that we've been through in our lives. You yeah. know, there's a, there's a lot that we, uh, have not gotten to touch on, on the radio. Where are you from originally, Jenna? I grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio, yeah. was born in Louisville, Kentucky, but spent my entire youth in Cincinnati and went to high school there and all girls, private Catholic high school, though I'm neither private or Catholic now. And uh, Miami of Ohio for college. Uh huh. Played soccer growing up. I was a tomboy. Uh, and then was a journalism major. And that led me here. As a tomboy, did you, were you, were you the tomboy that wore like the pants all the time and the, or gym shorts? 
Or were you still girly? Because Jenna is extremely girly and very fashionable. Yeah, no, I wasn't. I still liked some girl stuff, but I don't really remember. There was a there was a certain turning point when I was a freshman in high school. I used a lot of sun in on my hair, so it turned bleach blonde. Yeah. And then I got an eyebrow wax for the first time, and that was it. Have you ever thought about going back to blonde? All the time. Because we've talked, like Kelly, our coworker, used to say that you used to get stopped every time you guys were on the street. Every time when you were blonde. Yeah, I don't get hit on anymore. What do you think that is? With brown hair. I don't know. I think I just give that leave me alone vibe maybe. I'm not sure because I'm actually quite approachable and nice. But yeah, maybe more serious. You think people think brunette, uh, dark hair, dark soul? Dark hair, dark soul. (laughs) And that was the reason I dyed it dark for a while. I went through a dark period of time. Really? Yeah, now I'm back to, yeah, I was kind of just, you know, depressed, angsty. Yeah. But I'd love to go blonde again, especially seeing Margot Robbie all over the place these days. I'm like, man, I love her blonde hair. It looks so effortless. Yeah. My wife goes and gets her hair done every three months, and I don't notice, which is something I need to pay attention to. I'm going to mark that down. I just start asking her every other week, did you get your hair done today? That's actually a good one. I should just mark it down on my calendar as an alarm. Yeah. I think that's a good tip for men in general. Just every other week find a time to ask your significant other if they did something different because they look good. I think we should just take a picture of our girl in the morning and uh, take a look at it when she gets home just to see if there's any changes. <laughs> that way you don't miss anything. You know her so well. <laughs> yeah. But speaking of changes, we're going we're gonna to talk about a big change that happened on our show here on this first podcast. And uh, that big change involves Jenna. Yes. Jenna, I'm just going to ask the question that a lot of listeners are having. Why are you leaving us? <laughs> Why are you deserting us? I'm deserting you. I'm not 100% leaving. But so this is the thing. You know, we've talked about business quite a bit. We're going to talk about it a lot on the podcast. But a few years ago, I decided I wanted to start a business simply because I needed a creative outlet, right? Right. And I was just feeling rather unfulfilled at that period of time in my life. And so I wanted something that could be all mine, you know, that I could make all the decisions for because we don't really get to do that here at the show all the time. I wanted to just dictate everything that I was doing and kind of pour my heart into something, distract myself from being, I was unhappy at the time. Yeah. And so I started this business called Fittish and uh, really just as a way to kind of connect more with some of the women that followed me and looked up to me. I just wanted to offer some free workouts and be just that, right? Be this was going to be, it was going to be a lifestyle website. I remember you saying. You're the just- thing that a lot of people don't know is that I always wanted to do the beauty line. Yeah. I hadn't quite navigated that, right? Like I hadn't quite figured out exactly what I wanted to do, but I always wanted to sell a beauty product. Um, it was just, finding the route to get there because it's so damn expensive to do something like that. So I started selling those workout programs from home and then realized like, I don't really like to work out that much, but it was a cool way to connect with people and get some women out to exercise and, uh, and show that, you know, it doesn't have to be all or nothing kind of thing. Uh, and make some money to see if people would buy something I would sell. Yeah. Right. And you that started was, with hoodies and stuff at first. I remember your so the merch. branding was just to get the word out yeah. there to show people like that. This is a trademark I have and this is the branding and the logo and kind of familiarize people with it. So hopefully if I spent a lot of money launching a product that they would say, oh, yeah, I know that word or I see people wear that stuff. Because as you, a guy, like you may not want a beauty product, but you might like a hat that says fitish. No, it is. And and I do see girls at my gym and I live about 40 minutes away from Jenna or 35 minutes away from Jenna. And there's a lot of girls that wear that. And I almost want to walk up to them and be like, yo, 
I know the girl that started it, but then yeah. that turns into a whole, they think I'm hitting on them and I don't want that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Ooh, yeah. I'm married. Right. So this is the thing. I just thought it'd be a fun side business. And the reality is, and I think, you know, our morning show audience could see and y'all could see that it just started kind of pulling me away quite a bit more than I anticipated. So I've tried for the last year and a half, um, you know, and it was really since I launched the beauty line, right. With CBD skincare products that I knew they would be great. Um, I did it for my own rosacea. But past that, we started seeing it have really incredible effects on, you know, all sorts of skin conditions that I frankly didn't anticipate, right? I think yeah. it was just a new space. It was a real big risk. I took a really big risk to do something with CBD. You I, think, know? I think that's why I've never tried to do any. And, you, and Jenna, you've tried to get me to do things and expand my brand. I do, I do. I'm always coming at JC with business ideas. It yeah. is so freaking scary just to put yourself out there and put your money out there. And I think it didn't help that I grew up so poor. Right. Because it made me extremely frugal with everything, you know? It's super scary. I still feel scared every day. I feel scared with this decision. I feel scared. I woke up in the middle of the night last night, wide awake, like, what the hell am I doing? Yeah. I still do that, you know, even with a little bit of success with the company because it's very scary. And I think for us with kind of a bigger platform, you feel like I'm going to do something and then fail. But then I thought, so what? Right? Have you had a couple moments where you felt like you were skidding out and like, oh my God, I'm not going to recover from this? For sure. For sure. I mean, it may bore you, but a lot of issues with having a product-based business, like the coronavirus right now is really putting a damper on some people's businesses because we can't get stuff that we need from overseas. And But there's times like that all the time. I mean, I have labeling issues shoes and a product didn't come out right or, you know, I lost $50,000 in product and it's bad. I mean, it's really, and it makes you sick to your stomach, right? Yeah. So apparently I've been told by other entrepreneurs that that's just how it goes. Like you're always going to feel really stressed out about it. So why'd you, why'd you decide that leaving a, because you have a cush job. Our job is really cush. We have it's, a great job. We have a great job and it, and it pays okay. We are able to afford a roof over our heads and we get pretty, we have a good fan base. We have a loving family when it comes to radio. Yeah. So for you to finally, and we had a really long conversation about this. Yeah, that's the thing. So I told you that was so hard, you know, coming to tell you that was hard because you've been such a good friend and brother to me and you've been really supportive of, of my yeah. business venture. So let me describe how I felt the conversation was. It reminded me of the time <laughs> girl, a girl in high school, which was every girlfriend I had no. broke up with me. No, <laughs> <laughs> it did. Cause it was Jenna looked at me and she said, JC, we need to, we need to talk. And I said, okay. And she goes, we need to go in this separate room and talk. And she sat me down and I could tell in the face she was breaking up. Right. I, it kind of felt like that. Were you shocked? Um, not really. I, I, I kind of <laughs> saw that. I kind of saw that going that way just because I knew that you wanted to travel more. The and business grew so much faster than I planned. And then I realized I might really have something incredible here. And I can't be one foot in this show, morning show that I love and respect everyone's work and what yeah. we do here. But I can't be one foot here, one foot there because then both are going to suffer. And I feel like deep down, I have a real chance of something I didn't anticipate to capitalize on it, right? And so, you know, grow this company, scale this company, it's healing people, it's fulfilling. But I spent my entire Christmas break just wrecked. Honestly, I didn't even enjoy it because I'm like, the time's come. You know, I started getting asked to do a lot of things and I was saying no all the time because we have this commitment. And then I'm thinking, well, what happens when another CBD skincare company comes along that was behind me, but now they're going to be ahead of me because I don't have the time to do it? Anyway, so I, but coming to tell you was super important to me just because I don't want to let the show down. Um, okay. But then again, uh, I have to do, at some point you have to do what's best 
for you and or for myself is what I was thinking. And I just kind of have to go for it. And I was hoping that everyone would be supportive of that decision. But yeah, I had a really hard time coming to tell you. And I think that that's kind of what kept me here for so long is that I just didn't want that to be the decision that I was going to make. I tried to hire some people. I tried to make it worthwhile, you know, but then I'm like, I can't just send other people around the country talking about my business. Yeah. Did you think that I just wouldn't want to be friends with you if you left? (laughs) Let's pull back the curtain here. I mean, the reality is we have contracts. And so when you tell, uh, you know, when I, so of course, you know, I, I told our boss and I told you immediately as well. And I, you know, you have to give notice, right? And as part of that, when you tell them you're going to leave, they have the right to say, okay, bye, you don't get to go back on the air again. Mm-hmm. So I personally had to come to that decision and be comfortable with that possible outcome. Do you know what I mean? No, of and course. I was hopeful that that wouldn't be the decision that was made because I don't think the audience would have liked that. But I had to get myself to that place that if our boss said, okay, well, you can't come on the air again. Bye. Like, pack your shit and get out. I'd be like, okay, I have to do this, you know. But luckily, that's not the case, you know. And I'm still going to get to contribute here and there on the show and be a part of it because this is a good thing. You know, it's a good thing for me personally. And I still get to do some cool things, you know, like interviewing celebrities and hopefully contribute here and there. You could be our correspondent. In fact, that's what you're going to be doing. You can go to red carpets. And the cool thing is that by you stepping aside, you're letting someone else grow. Yeah, exactly. Which is one of the reasons I would never leave this job because I cannot <laughs> let somebody, I, I, I just, I just feel like I wouldn't be able to do that, but I don't have anything to fall on. You do. You have a big risk that you were taking and it still feels like a risk. It still feels like I might fail. So I think that's what stresses me out because like you said, we have a salary job and we have benefits and we have these things. And then to leave that, you know, but I think that I've always been the type of person that it would kill me to do both. Yeah. And not do 100% on either and not know what could have happened if I just went for it. Could I have built this company and sold it and been really successful and really proud of a product that's healing people, right? And mm-hmm. really kind of changed or left a mark in that capacity. And that's important to me to try. And I think, so if you're in the same situation as Jenna, because Jenna is, she has a boyfriend, but techn- she's a single girl. She's not married. She's not tied down to a house. She didn't buy anything yet. She doesn't no. have kids. So this is the best time for you to actually take a risk. Right. Whereas I'm in a situation where... It would be so hard for you to do that is. with a business because you have a family. It's so scary. And yeah. I think a lot of the times, I, you know, I, joke, I joked earlier, but I think what holds me back too is that I have kids and if I lose something, I'm losing something from them as well. Or I have a wife as well. And, and, and if I fail, I'm failing with her. Yeah. And it just, it almost gives me this, I feel paralyzed at times right. when I want to take risks now. And I feel like your time, because like you said, you're traveling so much, you're working probably 60 hours a week on top of doing our radio show. I just, I'm at this point in my life where I really want to value being around my kids more than growing myself. Does that make sense? It does. And I hate to say this because I like, you know, a lot of people want to preach about how you can have it all. It's like, I don't know if you can't. It's hard. I don't know if you can have every single thing, right? I mean, I froze my eggs because I was doing this business. I didn't let having a boyfriend stop it. And he, it's no secret to him. And this sounds harsh. It's my priority above him, above friendships, above, I don't, that's why I'm ish, not even fit. I've hardly been working out because I've thrown myself into building that business. And we go through those uh, ebbs and flows when it comes to work. Mine was when I I, I worked my butt off from 18 until I got this, I still worked my butt off when I got this job. But until I got married, um, you you did the same thing. There's times where you take a break and then you're you're at this peak right now where you have to find the right friends. 
the right boyfriend that's yeah. willing to put up with all this. I just, I think that I can get to that as well. So if you're in my situation, you have kids and you have a wife or a husband and you want to take risks. The good news is that your kids will get older. And once my kids get of that age where they can move out, I feel like I could start, I could start taking those huge risks. Yes. Again. Yeah. Because it's never too late, right? And hey, sometimes it's, you know, I've encouraged JC. I'm not even going to say the type of business I want him to do because TBD, he might still do it. But yeah, probably. I, I think that I didn't, it's not like I quit the job completely and then started a business, right? You know, I started it when I was still doing this and had this to fall back on. And I just thought, what's the worst that can happen? You know, and then you just kind of keep self-funding. Yeah. Put in that, you keep you your overlapped. job. But I'll tell you what, these two years have been real difficult on me just in terms of time management. I've had no balance, right? Because you can't. And I think about you at night with your family. I mean, I'm just working all day till I go to sleep at night with my computer. I hardly watch television, you know? Just the stressors, like, be honest, how many times do you feel like it's gotten, it's strained your relationship so much where, you know what I mean? It could, it could have ended it. Almost daily. Because he, <laughs> he wants time with you and you're working. He wants time. So we have, you know, we started this new year off in a different way because he knew from the moment I met him that this was a priority. I had just, the business was really taken off when we first met. And I said, you know, this is it for me. You know, I'm passionate about it. This is it. I'm not in the place. I don't have the time for a relationship. And he's been supportive and understanding. But now he has started to help me, you know, break into Mexico. We're going to start selling one of the first companies to start selling in Mexico. So that could be really great for the wow. business. But you know, so he's been spending time down there. So of course, that's how we get to spend time together, right? Is by him helping me with my business. <laughs> I guess it works out that way. It does. I think it's whatever, whatever works for your relationship, yeah. you know? Uh, but yeah, it's hard. That's been a, it's been a stressor on the relationship. Cause of course he tells me how he wants things done or how he, he gives me his opinion. How he thinks it would, oh yeah. I'm like, but, I don't need your opinion on my boxes, you know? But it's just, hey, relationships yeah. are hard. I don't have that figured out yet by any means. But you'll you get know, there. We'll talk more about relationships and upcoming yeah. shows, I'm sure. But yeah, I don't know. I still feel a sense of, I think what's hard about this decision is I wasn't 100%. I think I got myself as comfortable as I could feel with it. I was kind of hoping I'd have some sort of clarity and moment of like, oh, yes, it is time for me to start a new chapter and just do my business. And this is an easy decision, but it's not because so much of my identity has been tied into this job waking up at what 3 4 a.m every single day coming in here surrounded by talented people and kind of inspired to do different things and the cool perks of the job and of course the beat down of the job and the downsides we have too that other people don't always see but it was so hard i don't feel 100 percent certain with my decision and i think that's normal yeah i don't think anybody's ever I been 100 express that to people i think it's important because so many people are like oh i just knew what i was meant to do no no you don't i've always just been kind of like you know trying to open doors and windows and see what's going to stick, you know, and that's my best advice is you just try a lot of things and see what sticks and what you're still motivated by. And we see that in college. I remember my first year of college, I felt so relieved when I talked to a dude that was like 27 and he's like, no, I'm still in school, man. I'm still figuring out what to do. I don't know. It's so hard. I mean, I'm, I'm about to turn 36, uh -huh. right? You and I are close to the same age yeah. and I don't, I don't think I really had any of it figured out until the last couple of years I started having more direction. I hate looking into the future. Do you ever look into the future or try to think of what's going to be uh, going on in your life in five years? No, I look at Zillow about houses I hope I can buy because I still uh, don't I, own a home. I have a business and I still don't own a home. <laughs> I still I still get paralyzed by that. Yeah. I'll lay at bed, in bed at night and I'll be, and I'll be like, what if I get fired from radio tomorrow and I can't get another job, I'm screwed. No, you're not. You're no, talented. But, but, that's what I, but, that, but, but that's what goes you through my head. You go to another radio show, man. But I think that's what, I think that's good. 
Because I feel like if you get too comfortable and these things happen, that's when you falter, right? You know, you said something when I told you about my decision. Uh, your reaction wasn't what I anticipated. I thought that you'd get really quiet uh-huh. and kind of shut down. Um, Upset? In a way that, yeah, I was like, I don't know, maybe resentful or a little bummed because I'm not going to be here with you anymore or just, I don't know. I thought you'd have kind of a range of negative emotions and you'd get quiet, but you said something to me that I wasn't expecting and that you didn't have to say. Oh, what I said? I don't I know if you meant it or not. I probably did. But you were like, you got to go do this. I would yeah. do the same thing if I were you and in your position. And uh, you always have a home where I have a show. Right. If you fail and you want to come right. back. And that was just, that was super, super cool thing for you to say, whether it's true no, it re- or no, not. No, it is. I, I meant it. <laughs> it was a really nice thing for you to say. Because a lot of the yeah. times when I learned this as a kid, you almost need a, you need a safety net yeah. when you're going to take a risk or you need somebody to give you that safety net. So as a friend, that's what you're supposed to do. Or as a coworker, you see somebody that wants to take a risk. If you give them that safety net, they're more, they're more likely to actually do it and do it confidently. You know, I've become so close with some of kids' friends. And uh-huh. that's our, really... Kid Craddock was our, yeah. the host of our show who passed away six years ago. And Kid was super... Kid was so talented, you know, but he had a lot of great business mentors to kind of navigate all of the world, you know, when you're successful and you're really good at something, but how to kind of invest and do other stuff, right? So I've become really close with one of his best friends and he's been the best mentor for me all these years. And he told me, he's like, Jenna, a hard decision is to try and start a business, right? So I think he's like watching from the sidelines. He'd give me legal advice and advice every now and then, which is super crucial to kind of having that sense of guidance. But then he more recently, you know, in the last six months, since I kind of started thinking about this decision and when is the time going to be, he's like, the hardest part is making that jump, yeah. you know? But he said every good thing that's come in his own life was taking huge risks like that. You know, leaving a big salary job to go do something else that seemed more fulfilling. But when you're talented and motivated, you know that you can achieve that. And he said the same thing, JC. He was like, I had this great job at a law firm. I had a baby at home, but I hated what I was doing. So I took a lesser paying job somewhere different and started a business with some friends. And then, of course, you know, Super success really story successful. came out of that. But I think so many people today get paralyzed by comfort uh-huh. and the fear of not making as much money in the short run, right? That they don't take a leap in the long run. I also feel like a fraud when I'm around rich dudes. Why? I don't know. I, I just feel like I don't fit in, you know, because I, I feel like I'm still stuck in that like 13 year old boy that I was. And that I, I felt you like achieved a lot of success, though, when you're still young. And I still had and I had a guy actually hit me up the other day, which actually it threw me it threw me for a loop a little bit because it was a guy that he's older than me and he's in our industry and he called me for advice. Yeah. And so it, it actually stepped back. And when he was asking me, I'm like, is he is he like trolling me? Is he joking with me? Does he really care what I have to say and what I what I think he should be doing with his show? And uh, it, I hung up the phone and I told my wife, I'm like, yeah, he, he just called me and I actually I look up to this guy. I actually enjoy what he does and his work. And I said, he called me for, for advice. And she goes, that's because people respect you and in your industry. And it's hard. It, it's very hard to be objective when it's your own self. Yeah. Right. Because I think we all are guilty of that. We feel that way. Like even if I have some, some semblance of success, it's not enough. Right. Like we all feel that way. It's not enough or I'm not where I want to be yet. At what point, you know, at what point are you just going to be happy with where you're at or do something that makes you feel fulfilled, you know? And for me, that was kind of it. I just kind of had these multiple re- revelations of like, well, wait, you know, I, 
frankly, I hate waking up super early, but I also have this business I started that I need to give attention to. And it's like, why don't I try it? Why don't I go for it? What's the worst that can happen? You fail. And then what? You start over. (laughs) I don't know. But at this point, like I don't, I deep down just don't believe that I will. I don't, you know, my belief system has changed a bit. And if not, then yes, I'll find another job. But the good thing about failing is, okay, you fail. You maybe lost some money, but you learned Mm -hmm. what you did wrong. And then so next time you do it, I I was so afraid of failing. I think my, I used to say my biggest fear was failing. And I think now I've said, I kind of, I've fallen in love with failing because that's what, that's what's allowed me to grow. Yeah. You know? And, you know, I I think I also told you that when we were talking, why not just take the jump now? Because a lot of people put it off. I'll do it tomorrow or I'll do it next week or I'll do this jump in a month. Yeah. And I'm not so young anymore, JC. What happens if I get pregnant and have a baby? Then that's going to be really hard to leave what I'm doing. Right. Right. Or, or what if somebody else comes up with the same idea you got going on? And then since and they, that exists, you know, there's yeah. com- more and more competition there every day. So the longer you put it off, the more likely you are to fail. So take that jump now. Why not? Why not, not get any it? younger? No, nah, not getting any younger. Tell you that right now on my niece. My well, niece feel it. Do you know what scares me like on a small scale? is what? like It's going to be the weirdest thing to not have to get up super early every day. And I know that sounds great at first, but I worry about the structure of my life, you know, like, what am I going to do? I mean, I still have, now I still have a full-time job, right? Like I have an office to go to. It was important for me to have that. So I have that sense of structure, employees now that count on me, but like, it's going to be so strange. Now now you have have to to create your own, you have to create your own schedule Yeah, and you have to follow it. Cause I was talking, my parents were in town this weekend and my dad was so, he was so weirded out by the fact that I still had this this go getiveness and this and this yeah. and this ability to maintain a schedule. Like I told, they wanted to stay up till eleven or twelve o'clock at night, and I said, "No, I'm going to right. sleep at nine. And to me, that was late. But you're still so good about fitting time into exercise and doing all of that. Yeah, but at the same time, it's a double edge because the moment my day switches or something doesn't go according to my schedule, my daily routine, you get my grouchy? routine, I, I get grouchy or it just completely throws me off or. Mm-hmm. It, I have anxiety. You're like a baby. My anxiety levels go through the roof. Yeah. You know, and it could be just the most minimal. Like my wife could be like, hey, can you go? I, I can't make it to uh, take this yeah. over for the kids. Can you do it? But it's around the time I go to the gym. It gives me anxiety. I bet. So it sucks. I mean, in one, in one part, I am so routine oriented that it helps me. And I always wake up the same time and I do the same things and I make sure I get my exercise in. But at the same time, if that gets just bumped a little bit, it throws me for a loop. Yeah. Which is something I, I definitely need to work on as a human. I don't know. I haven't had a schedule really in so long other than getting up every day during the week to do this. Yeah. Uh, but it's been strange, you know, when I, I missed a whole week of the show to be in New York and... Did you feel guilty? I felt so damn guilty. I felt lazy, even though I was you working, working, you know, I was up at eight and working till seven o'clock at night. So it's not that I wasn't actually doing work for my business, but I felt so guilty. I felt guilty for not being here. I felt guilty that I wasn't getting up super early or, you know, working out really early. I don't know. I just felt I woke up every night in the middle of the night at two o'clock and didn't go back to sleep until 6am. I felt sick to my stomach. Like, am I making the right decision? Is this what my life's going to be like when I'm traveling that I'm going to be having these hours now that I can just work whenever? It it feels so strange to me. And then it made me filled with self-doubt. So don't think that that's an easy decision. Like, I'm like, yeah, bye. No, I feel kind of wrecked over it. Well, I think the guilt from not being here will go away eventually because you're still going to be doing stuff for us. And you're not going to be feeling like you're missing the show. I think when you miss work, whether it's at the office or mm-hmm. even at school, you just, the FOMO 
You're the yeah. fear of missing out or the fear of, oh, I missed something important. That's have, what makes you feel good. I have productive FOMO. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm just, I don't know. It'll be strange. But yeah, I'm excited to still get to come in and see you and do things. Yeah, we'll do that. And so this is. And do this. And do this. Yeah, we're going to be giving you a podcast every single week. Uh, I think we should do a discovery podcast with our partners. Okay. One time. Uh, which could be a little, uh, could hurt. Or it could actually make us feel really good. Let's do that. But we can get somebody in here to help us do a little discovery on how we could be better partners. Because a lot of us out there need that as well. I could be a better partner. You could be a better partner. I think I'm a terrible girlfriend. <laughs> I'm a, I am. I'm a garbage girlfriend. Okay, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the best girlfriend ever, the goodest girlfriend of all time. <laughs> the goodest girl. <laughs> the goodest girl. <laughs> uh, what, what, what would you rate yourself? Truthfully, not yeah. just to give you a laugh. Yeah, I no, feel like truthfully. I'm, I'm like a 4. So you feel like you could improve in that area? Yeah. Yeah. I would say on a scale of one to 10 as a husband, I'd give myself a six and a half. I don't put out enough. I don't do enough. I put out enough. <laughs> I think we're all clear on that. <laughs> yeah, I got to work on it. I've had a, yeah, we went through a hard, a really rough patch in the last few months. And, uh, you know, we're, we're coming through, I think. I also don't put enough emphasis on the relationship. Yeah. I think he's probably upset about that and understandably so. I'm I, I'm a jerk sometimes. I'll be like, fine, bye. Like the, he's just like, I'm not happy. Is it your That's hormones? not a good solution. I'm like, I'm like, I don't have time for this right now. Bye. Which is such a cold, bitchy reaction, and I, it disappoints me in myself. Uh -huh. You know, I think it's just that we. I like to use the excuse that I've had a lot going on. And you were an only child too, which I think doesn't help the situation, right? When you have somebody in your space or moving into your apartment, so tied into approval from a partner or wanting to spend time together that it got me caught on the wrong side of things a lot. Right. Yeah. So now I just kind of have that completely opposite mentality when it comes to it. Right. I'm yeah. like, this is me and I'm happy and deal with it, which is not again. See, I'm not marriage material. It's, not, it's, it's the just, only child mentality. Now, once you break aside from that, you, you should be okay. So I, deal, I dealt with it as well. We'll see. But yeah, let's do that on an upcoming podcast. Yeah. A self-discovery podcast. And I have something cool for the next one as well. Yeah, Jenna got to sit down with uh, one of the celebrities that you've been hearing about the most the last few weeks. And this was so cool and perfect timing, you know, to get to do more things like this when I'm not going to be on the show anymore. Yeah. But yeah, they reached out and asked me to do an hour-long live sit-down conversation with Jessica Simpson. And what a cool experience. I've always wanted to get to do something like that. And such a challenge for me mentally to kind of work that muscle. We never get to interview people for that extended amount of time. So that was a really nice challenge for me on the professional side of things. You did a great job because a couple of times Jessica Simpson got a little uh, tongue tied and a little tied up and didn't know what to say, which means uh, you were yeah, driving it right. Of that. Yeah. yeah. Biting her tongue. I think she's a seasoned pro and she recognizes as much as she wants to be super candid. If she talks too much trash about exes, she's yeah. going to be all over the tabloids. Exactly. Yeah. You want to make them uncomfortable, but not too uncomfortable. And I think you did just right with that one. So yeah, next episode of the Finished podcast will feature Jessica Simpson. Yes. That's a good celebrity guest. Very good guest. And if you have any ideas or you want to ask us any questions so that we could talk about it on the podcast, something uh, personal that you may have been wondering about us, go ahead and hit us up on social media. Jenna is at Jenna Page. Yep. And mine is at JSI5. Again, this is going to be nothing off limits when it comes to this podcast. That includes our guests. That includes our topics. And that includes uh, whatever dumb thing we end up doing on here. Hopefully you enjoyed Jenna's explanation as to why she's leaving the show on the first episode. Bye. Bye. But, but I'm still here.
Hey, if you like what you hear, make sure you join us for another episode next week of the Fittish Podcast. Super easy. Just subscribe. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.